0: Nixon years, a documentary was
1: released that explored the topic of UFOs. Rather unusual for the time, this documentary was to have the full cooperation of all the branches of the US military. In this film, there were frames allegedly taken from actual military footage of a UFO landing at an Air Force Base in New Mexico. The producers of the documentary had apparently been promised the full length of the film the Department of Defense had suddenly, and without much explanation, rescinded their offer to provide this groundbreaking footage. The footage is said to have included the recording of multiple aerial UFOs and the meeting between their occupants and the military officials present at the time. This case file joined the theorists as they mishear, misread, and mispronounce the names and places associated with the mystery of... The Holloman Air Force Base UFO Encounter.
2: Welcome to (laughs) another... Alien theorists theorizing case file 267 The Holloman Air Force Base UFO documentary. Aliens. <laughs> I'm I'm up. You
1: can't <laughs> search engine optimization doesn't work. doesn't work for <laughs> <a> voice. <just, laughs>
0: it's just for voice.
1: Uh, I'm dead.
2: Uh, no, I'm Andrew. Now I will like I I will take credit for this case file because um, take credit <laughs> you take credit well, like, for everything so why not <laughs> <will> take credit <laughs> What take else? Credit, is mean, fucking new. Let's do this case file <laughs>
3: and then ask Dan what I should watch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was like, so every now and then people will send us stuff, and I'll be like, you know, if if they send us stuff at the perfect time, sometimes it's the next episode. Well, I'll be one of us to be like, hey, look at this. And I'll be like, yeah, fuck it. We got we didn't have anything planned. This is the next episode. And I was like, it was like a late in the evening, something. I was like drinking, and someone sent me like a, a Twitter post that just said Hollow Man. That's how I read it. Hollow Man. Yeah. And okay. I read it, and there was like a was like, there oh, was like a picture of like, like a Kevin glowing Bacon. person, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like it peaked all the. I was like, fuck, Hollow Man. Yeah, I want to f- talk about the Hollow Man, so I posted to the group with a- doing absolutely zero checking. That sounds about right of what this is, and yeah, I that's said, on brand. hey yeah, I shouldn't. we should We should do this next. And then we're like, yeah, okay. We had nothing planned, so this is up next. Just kind of jumps the queue. <laughs> and then it's like, start <laughs> like looking into it. I'm like, Dan writes like Holloman Air Force Base. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? I was like, I want to talk about the Hollowman, And then I realized that there was just a spelling error in the Twitter post that said Holloman. And it was, it's just Holloman Air Force Base. And I was like, oh, Excellent topic. Uh, So (laughs) that's the high end, the high end shit you get around here, you know. Yeah, you know. Every now and then you catch us if you're sending us, uh, you know, stuff we can do. It does make the list. Every now and and then you you catch Braden
3: on a few muscle relaxants and a couple drinks, and he believes whatever is red in front of him. It's like if you put on the teleprompter, he will believe
1: it. Yeah, 100%. Hollow (laughs) Man. Hollow Man. You got to do the Hollow Man.
2: Right. All right, let's do it. So this case file is going to be called uh, Case File 267, the Hollow Man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so
1: it actually is referring to Hollow Man. Air Force Base, which is a United States Air Force Base, uh, which is located about six miles southwest of uh, Alamo, Gordo, New Mexico, which New Mexico in itself is a, a, uh, you know, UFO hotspot, I suppose, chock full of, um, uh, you know, weird things that happen down there, you know, including, you know, things like Roswell and all that fun stuff. Testing the Um, first atomic bomb. doesn't, uh, Mm
0: -hmm. uh, Doesn't Gordo mean fat? Yeah, or big. El, bake, El or, Gordo does. Yeah. Yeah. Gordo well, so we had a guy in our football team that we call it Gordo. <laughs> yeah. um, so, he's a DB, so he shouldn't have been fat. It was fun.
1: <laughs> so the Air Force base has been around. I mean, it was it was established in the, you know, the heyday of the United States, uh, uh, you know, United States military expansion right there uh, in, during, after World War II. Uh, it was established in the early 1940s and originally it was an army airfield since the Air Force didn't exist yet. Um, And then it eventually became uh, the uh, Holloman Air Force Base, which was named after uh, Colonel George V. Holloman, who was actually a pioneer in the uh, area of pilotless aircraft and guided missile research, which is pretty fucking cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, basically, he was in charge of just... They would, uh, you know, because they wanted, like, everyone... This is completely made up, by the way. Partially not made up, but I'm going to credit Holloman. Uh, You know, they, like... They they were like, oh, you know, it's the war. We need everyone to be able to just, you know, grab weapons and American soldiers be successful. So he he had the prototype for the first nerf, nerf propelled uh fucking grenade launcher. Where you just throw it. But they they put it in an old nerf ball. That part is true. I don't that's know real. if he created <laughs> it or not. <laughs> they used to do that. They used to do that because they're like, you they know what Amer- You know what Americans can do? We can fucking throw a spiral, baby. Just tuck that grenade right in an old nerf ball and just on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Think about having, like, the, imagine <laughs> Uncle Rico, part of the US military, hawking <laughs> <laughs> those
2: things over them there yeah. man it's, yeah. it's basically yeah. a <laughs>
1: Tomahawk, <laughs> it's basically a Tomahawk missile at that point. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah,
2: but, yeah it's there's real, no, like, like, they were the, before the intercontinental <laughs> ballistic missiles, this was it. Uncle Rico, just fucking hawking them.
3: <laughs> Ex-college athletes just chucking grenades. Yeah, mm, but yeah, that's but what, that ex-
0: was the thing, buddy, is like, could you, could you imagine Patrick Mahomes or like Jared Allen with those? Just give them a whole bunch of them and you <laughs> oh win my. the war. Yeah, yeah they, just bunker or. busters
2: whoosh, right through, just right side through arm Yeah,
3: how heavy God. would that? How heavy would it be though? I'd be, I'd be do some
1: Depend damage, damage to your joints. To
0: just nothing's too heavy for Uncle Rico.
1: I mean, that is that is a that is a real thing. There are parts of that. The, I saw that the, guy the Nerf ball. The, not Nerf. Well, I don't know if it's Nerf ball, but yeah, it's having like a the foam nerf football. Well, they had a yeah, foam foam ball, football like a. It foam was formed around it like a foot. Yeah, like a yeah. foam football put around an explosive was an idea that yeah. was. Did pitched. it have the whistle when you threw it? <laughs> All it should have <laughs> for intimidate for intimidation <laughs> purposes. Yeah, psychological <laughs> warfare.
2: <laughs> Dude, Duck! Hear so many of those. I, I picture like, what's that scene from 300 where the arrows blood out the sky, but it's just fucking Nerf, fucking Nerf yeah, Oh, You hear, you oh, hear the oh, fucking whistling. death whistle? Ah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you wear the death whistle. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, that so- sounds like Holloman shit, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That sounds like stuff they would do at Holl- Holloman Air Force Base. has a lot of stuff, I and mean, we'll, we'll probably get to it later. But Holloman has its own um, its own history of uh, lots of unusual uh, research, like not like not exactly your your typical uh, uh, military research going on uh, in the things. But a lot of really neat stuff went down in there. But we're here to talk normally about something that is a lot more strange than foam. Covered grenade, foam, foam football grenades. I suppose. Yeah. So Holloman Air Force Base, we have we have mentioned before, we have talked about before, where there was an alleged encounter with the President Eisenhower and some extraterrestrials. And I mm-hmm. think the oh, main, yeah. uh, the main, main proponent for that case is it was his granddaughter. I can't his remember. Grand, yeah, uh, his granddaughter Eisenhower. They spilled and, beans on it. And she yeah, yeah, she's. I think she's still touring and still doing uh, some yeah, talks. One and small books.
0: payment and the purchase of like four of her fuck healing crystals, and you get the story. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, yeah,
1: that's right. But hollowman is uh, included in another quite interesting, uh, some people would call, saga uh, of alleged UFO and, and or extraterrestrial contact. So, in 1971, apparently, uh, you had two a uh, producer, uh, producer director combo of uh it's uh, Alan Sandler and is it Robert yeah. Eminegger? Adam Sandler, right? Not Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah it's Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler this, yeah, this, ha-
0: this was the first Happy Madison production.
1: My, yeah,
3: Yeah, I completely read this wrong. I went down the wrong path.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like looking through his credits, you're like, fuck, wait, I don't remember this. I one. remember him been He's pretty
1: young back this back then. Billy you know.
2: goes to space. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: so you had two you had these two film Hollywood guys going out and yeah. they were scheduled to go ahead and meet with some Air Force officials about doing a, a either a one singular or a series of documentaries that were going to involve um the United States Air Force. Yeah. Um, and you know,
2: like, at these meetings, like, Emmenegger let out a couple, yeah, hmm. right? Like, 100%, without a doubt, right? Like, he's fresh off the boat. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Was that your right. Schwarzenegger?
3: When I, yeah, it's Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay, okay,
2: I just picture, I just That's picture... That's That's not Schwarzenegger. No. Oh, sorry,
3: sorry,
0: sorry, I just picture fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger rapping some Eminem and just combined it. It's just a big <laughs> juiced out fucking rapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> m and Edgar, right? Like
1: Eminem. I, I, I get, I get yeah. it. It's yeah, good. Like Come it. on.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: so you had both uh and and Sandler uh, sitting in on a meeting with a couple of officials that, um, is actually, the meetings went down at Norton Air Force Base, another one. <laughs> so um, first you
0: put the poop in the bag and then you lights it on fire. <laughs> 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 yeah. <Yow. laughs>
2: Uh so Nord- spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any Eminem lyrics. <laughs> uh,
1: Norton Air Force Space is actually in California, which would make sense since both of these guys were like straight out of Hollywood. Um, and they were, I, I believe, Eminger and uh, Sandler both had like documentaries and film credits uh, already attributed to them, so they were kind of you know, maybe perhaps handpicked for, for this job. Um, oh. They met with two military officials. They met with uh, one, the basis head of uh, of the Air Force was it, Air Force Office of Special Investigations, and another one who was the audio visual director yeah, uh, the named
2: AV Club president <laughs> named Paul <laughs> Shartle.
0: Oh, fucking Polly Shirts, good old, old Polly <laughs> Shirts. Hey, Dude, the names
2: boy. the names in this one were killing me. When I heard Chartel, I was like, "What an unfortunate name." You know they call like, them poly Sharts. Yeah. Had to. <laughs> Had to. What's the what's the origin of Sharts? Like was that even a like I wonder if it's this a shit fart. Yeah, <laughs> why well, no? Oh,
0: okay. I was just making I sure know. you know yeah. you of all people should yes. know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did ask. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean. I didn't mean like. Oh, what? What does that mean? Together? Do you need more fucking? No. Do you need more I, like, detail here? When did it start being used to describe that? Is what I'm saying is like because I'm like, is this an unfortunate name in 1971, or is this like, is he? Did he? Did Paul Shardle you know, coast by?
3: That's a good question.
2: Right. That's, cu- <laughs> that's maybe. That's my, hey, maybe it comes from him. Maybe he's the original,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the original Paul of the Shartle, shart. founder of the Shark, <laughs> according to urban dictionary
1: it was started around 2001 so he might have been all right he
2: might have gotten yeah. out yeah <laughs> uh
1: so now according to emineager and Charl later uh they apparently dis- <laughs> they discussed a number of projects and like I I believe the topics like before were like before they hit to where they were where they finally got. We're more like traditional It's got kind of, you know, be about like uh you know, experimental aircraft or talking about like just the military in general, aircraft development, all that kind of stuff. But apparently the 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 conversation that they had or like this production meeting ended up veering into the uh, the area of UFOs. Um, you know, talking about like, you know, a possibility of doing a a documentary, a legitimate documentary about um ufos so Which
2: is wild this is wild you know even at this point because you're thinking all right these two hollywood guys are brought in they're you know they're talking with air force base officials and they're like yeah you know you'd like to come you want to do uh, like a top gun documentary they're like yeah you know maybe that'd be fun We're like, we like we we could do it you know basic training and well, no boys, this like, is just
0: this is just part two of the fucking moon landing they already filmed it <laughs> they already brought hollywood in for it why wouldn't they do it again
2: Yeah. They're like, you know what? You've ever heard about these UFOs buzzing around? They're like, oh, it's like, that's what we should do it on. Like, you're talking with like military base officials that are like bringing this up. You're like, it's wild to me.
3: Yeah. We had this one incident, you know, back here, and
1: uh, we actually got footage of it. We'll show it to you. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of the gist of what what happened after because Emmenegger and Sandler pretty much got the green light during this meeting saying that, yeah, we will will participate in this. Like uh, you'll have guaranteed cooperation with not only the Air Force, but the Navy and the Army as well. And there was actual, uh, apparently in this meeting... According to Emenegger, there was a promise of of having genuine footage of a UFO landing at Holloman Air Force Base, which had occurred uh, two years previous to this meeting in 1971. Yeah, he had the, they had footage of like
3: three craft that were like oscillating, and one landed, and actual aliens emerged and communicated <laughs> with base officials for like three days. <laughs> Pretty wild.
2: It's it's a wild claim to even bring up to like Hollywood directors that you're like, oh yeah, like that's what you should do on. We have this. It's like yeah, of course this is what we're doing it on now. Like you know (laughs) what I mean? The everything else is out the window as soon as you hear this. You're like, obviously we're doing it on this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and and
1: the one that the person who told them that they were going to be right at this 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 footage was Paul Chartle. Paul Shartle, um, you know, he was not only just the audiovisual director, but he was also a security manager and the um, at Norton Air Force Base. And so uh, with his participation, he kind of said that um, he told Emanager that I- I've seen a video, I- I've seen the video that uh, with the events that Zell described uh, occurring, that we had this actual video of a UFO from from a bit of a distance but um you're able to make uh, like you're out, you're able to make out quite a few details of this craft uh that that landed that was a pretty much a set of 3 so uh, to to describe it chartle chartle was later would go on like a it was 1988 or so in the 1980s he went on like a live pretty much TV show um, about UFO disclosure and these things. And he was on there with Emenegger. So they were both on at the same time, which is something that is always, you know, if you're going to have two people on and and one person make the claim, like that, you have one person on the TV show to me make the claim. I'm like, okay, that one person just made that claim. No one to back it up, but they were both in there. They were both sitting down for an interview and Chartle told the entire story um, about what, the, the footage that he viewed. Um, so in his description, he had these three craft, which came down um, uh, kind of from a distance and, and were kind of in formation. Two of the craft were seemed to be bracketing a third, and this third one seemed a little bit lower, and like Zell described, it seemed to oscillate. And so to shardle, this, this would seem to indicate that this, this craft seemed to be having some sort of problem, some type of mechanical problem or something. And the craft actually ended up uh, lowering down and then, you know, decreasing in altitude and then descending onto the ground. And it landed on these three uh, pod-looking extensions on the bottom of the craft. And then the other two, which were still uh, in the air and visible at the time, apparently took off. Like, those ones just left. Then... (laughs) Uh, within that video, Shartle says that you were able to see um, some sort of a sliding door, sliding entrance open not, up. Not only a sliding, an opening door, a nice, slow descending
3: ramp came down. Yeah, right. right. That's what we like to see. slow descending some, ramp.
2: Some smoke emanating.
3: <sharp> like that. Yeah, that's what we like to see. Yeah, the smoke comes out and then the figure. Oh, it's ominous. A, a figure <sighs> appears through the smoke. Human size, with gray complexion, maybe a slightly pronounced nose, little slits for eyes, emerges at the bottom of this very slow. Actually, he was on the ramp, and the ramp carried him slowly down to the ground. He didn't even uh, have to cool. walk down it. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah, like that, nice yeah, 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 yeah,
0: touch. And then the, la- the
1: laser started up, and that
2: that
1: made an epic entrance. Right, dabbing
2: did
3: Those details may or not be. Correct, but I'm pretty some sure of this, some happen. of
0: those 100 correct.
3: Some of those might be yeah, might be ex- <laughs> embellished. That was, that's embellished.
2: part of the eight minutes of footage.
3: Uh, <laughs> it's all uh, that's all it was. Yeah, it's
2: well, all and it the ramp. other interesting thing is like I mean this description of these of these creatures, like Zell said, human sized, gray complexion, big old noses, um, tight fitting jumpsuits, helmets with a with um, a jumpsuit silver. It doesn't didn't say I, nothing I found said. It just said jumpsuits. But, but that's pretty stereo stereotypical of like, you know, the description. Now, one thing that was was said that was brought up, um, I can't remember which case file is not too long ago. But the thing the big aspect of like no chance, just a little little bird mouth, right? Little slip like bird chance. mouth. Right. Now I was curious because these things we we didn't get we got a little slip mouth. No chins, right? I was wondering if it had the, th- the buck teeth. If these things had the buck teeth, like what was the case file where the guy was in the woods th- shot the rifle? That was just a couple ago. Yeah, it was just a couple of case files ago. Uh, I think it was a, it wasn't the zam was it? It wasn't the Zamfrita incident. No, Zanfra, Carl, Zanfra, it Carl Higdon. One. Carl Higdon. That's right. Carl Higdon. Right. And these things, were, if you remember, if you remember correctly, the description of these is like they had that horse hair. Right, and then they had the slits. Like a lot of the descriptions of these ones, kind of parallel to me. Now I wondered <clears throat> if the ones from Carl Higdon were maybe misdescribed like just just by shock or whatever. But maybe where it said they had that pronounced like hair, they were just wearing helmets, right? Yeah, That's H- kind of what Higdon, I
0: thought. Higdon was like fucking up close and personal with them. This is true for a long time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and you are you want me to buy in on this? Give me a drill fist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. no no drill fist on this. But I'm saying the no chin. And this like guy's this got is big, a noses. Very big Big noses. <clears throat> what we call, gonzo's? You, you, you said you said space shoes before. We've talked about this as well, right? So I'm, I'm just saying, it's not. It this guys. isn't. This isn't like wildly different than what like other descriptions we've had from uh, you know experiencers. So, uh, right away, I was kind of making those parallels. I was like, well, this, could this be a similar race? D- maybe just a different crew, right? Yeah, the, Um
1: So, from Emenegger's uh, description of the... Uh, of these creatures, like yes, we had the, the, the silver or maybe gray jumpsuits, the, the uh, grayish complexions. Um, he also said that on their heads they were wearing some type of helmets. Like he was said that they wore, they wore t- some type of helmets, and they were also carrying a, uh, some sort of device uh, I think he described it as like a cube or something like that, that he said <sighs> what he was told later was a, a kind of translator device. Um, sure. which is something we've heard of before <laughs> that we've had uh, you know yeah. extraterrestrial encounters where they uh, uh, the the beings being seen have some type of device which is their people are unable to identify because of course you yeah. wouldn't be able to identify it Alien, but then, um, but uh, perhaps it, it should, may have it's just a as a translator, it's just a Bluetooth
2: speaker that's what it is that they're holding on to, right? And then they they type in American, and you know, it's like, we come in peace.
1: I mean, we have those types of devices, uh, now, like those little translator boxes. Or I remember there was like a Kickstarter for a couple of these uh, a while ago that you have ones that will translate in real time. Real time. It's, bas- it's basically like a Google Voice, like dot, yep. and then like or whatever, and then you you talk. Into it, and it will translate your yeah and we uh, whatever are language to another off. language. We
2: are not far off from this technology being like perfected, not perfected, <laughs> but like very good.
1: Right, at, at least with you know within Earth languages, and probably languages, it probably does better with languages that are you know similar and and roots and and whatever. But um, so this footage that uh, that. Chartle described that he had seen and and was apparently promised uh to Emenegger and and Sandler um you know that was all set to go in there so uh, uh you know uh, Emager and 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 Sandler went about like producing this this documentary um, they got the the title UFOs past present and future and they got a lot of big names to kind of come on and and be on this like the, it is a it, the documentary was, they got the narrator to be uh, Rod Serling of Twilight Zone. Oh, yes. You know? Um, great. It's like, I mean, right there, it's like, you, it, you're on board. Like, oh, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll watch it. <laughs> Look, it's got Rod Serling in it. Neat. Um, and then they got, uh, it's like, Jacques Vallée is on there. Uh, he, 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 I think he brings up, like, he has an entire section about talking yep. about the the ancient astronaut hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a big, overarching, um, a big overarching documentary about the entire UFO phenomenon. And, uh, I mean, there's, and it's, it's well produced. It's something that it's like, it's got a lot of like weight behind it. There's something, and it's very strange for that, maybe not very typical for that period of time.
0: I'll be honest with you, though. I'm not really that impressed. You said big names. Like, this is a fucking Saddler production. I didn't even. Bob Schneider's not in it, at least. <laughs> like, he's in fucking everything. He doesn't look at all, plays all it happen- Yeah. It the doesn't ride. even have
1: Norm McDonald in it or. Yeah. No, like, hey, no one. What the hell's
0: going on here? <laughs> Steve Buscemi, at least? Yeah. What's.
2: Cut his freaking head off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah, that's what you can do <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. That's what he says to the aliens, right? That's yeah. That's the. That's the, you know, if you think about it, they're not, this description is not far off of Steve Buscemi. That's fair.
0: What about that right? one guy with the lazy eye that's always in everything too?
2: Uh, oh, yeah, I know. You he know what I'm no talking chin. about, right? Yeah, this guy. He's got no chin. You're right. Yeah, he's got no chin. Is this just a Sandler? Jonathan Loran is his name. Yeah, I did not know his name. He's no, that guy that in like, in uh what's the, what's the football one? Waterboy. boy. Like, yeah, man, is yeah man, man.
0: No, no, that's not him.
2: Oh, no, no. He's the no, guy. That's
0: that's, uh, that's fucking... Uh, Jesus, the guy from... Oh, my God. From Boy Meets World, uh, his best friend. What's his best friend's name? I Sean. Sean. Doing. Sean Hunter. Sean Hunter's dad. That's who that guy is. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Fuck, I hope I didn't fuck that up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've always no, thought don't, that. don't look it up. That's that's, that's canon. That's canon. that's canon. That's canon in the
1: <clears throat> ATT verse now. Yep. <laughs> uh, so now, according to Emaniger, like uh, you know, the, the military was totally on board with this. You know, he was getting interviews with some big wigs and things like this, getting a lot of uh, good material, solid material for this. Uh, documentary. And they even took him to go visit the landing site uh, of where they had seen this. So, to in and to it actually checked where, uh, like Zell said before, like these these extraterrestrials were reported to have staying and, and met with uh, US officials for like three days. And they said <clears throat> they, Aminegger said they took him to where the vehicle was kept. Now, they promised him about 3,200 feet of film of that UFO landing, of the one that was described by Chartle. And
2: it's crazy to me because I had to think about that. I was like, when I first read that, I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's film because it's like, it's not like we have eight hours of footage.
4: <laughs>
2: it's like, we've got, I'm, I, we got two, two minutes, minutes of mile. footage. We got a quarter mile of film for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, the crazy thing too, we got. Let's just explore that a little
3: bit more because what I was reading, it says that those aliens act explained. Those aliens explained while they're on Earth, they're like tracking a different ET race, which they were unfamiliar with, and it brought them to Earth. So goes the story. And then I don't. But it doesn't say what who the other alien race was or what their alien race name was either. And are they on Earth? Yeah, they said there's another they ET race. Them. Another.
2: E.T. race that they tracked to Earth that what they were exploring on Earth, and they, man and and that's boys. an interesting thought too, Zell, because it's like, to be honest, like if 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 we beca- say if we became spacefaring and we were you know could traverse you know punch holes through space and time and we were, space we were far- moving around just flap and, around, yeah, and and we and we came or found evidence of another race as advanced as us. The odds are you would want to track them because you would want to find them, right? You would want to find them and make contact either to find out where they're from or, you know, find out what they're doing, what what they're about before they find where you're from. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we've, we've talked about like the dark forest before where it's like, you would want to be, you know what I mean? Like if you find another race, you would want to be lurking and following them finding out what they're up to rather than it reversed in case they're hostile. Well, absolutely. Well, and,
0: you know, like, what are they doing on Earth? What's on Earth that they want? Yeah. What's the purpose Us. of that trip, right? Because there's obviously something on there that they want too, right? Trying to hybridize and an, take it, over it, our
2: planet from the inside. It, they it, it basically, have. they're space investigators. They're like, hey, have you guys met anyone else? <laughs> like, that's what, that's what it kind of feels <laughs> like they're do. They're like, here? who have you, who else, what other spaceships have you talked to? Right. Where'd they go? Where are they from? Zeta reticuli? We want to know. (laughs) Right? Like, it seems like it kind of, it's a very interesting thought that it seems like these aliens are on the hot, on the heels of of something else. And what were they doing? Who did they contact? Right? Did they make contact? It's a very interesting, uh, you know, kind of thought that these ones are, are friendly enough to come and then be trying to find out what this other advanced race was up to or is up to or where they are. Yeah, because
3: this, let's call them the friendly ETs, pretty much were described as kind of like scientists or explorers. Mm Kind of seemed like they were just gallivanting around the galaxy, (laughs) looking for uh, different planets, tracking new species of maybe sentient beings or intelligent beings. Yeah. But then, so he never got the footage is where we're at right now.
1: He was right. promised so, all this footage and then we never got it. He was promised all this footage and they, they like, it seemed to be like, as they got closer to finishing the production, like this, this was going to be the big reveal. They kind of planned, I guess, Emenegger and Sandler, you know, when they, they, yeah. uh, this plotted was the get it out. to the
2: chopper moment.
1: Right. This was going to be the final big reveal at the end of the, uh, you know, the final piece of compelling evidence, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the documentary, but they they didn't seem that the the military was providing it to them. You know, they keep calling like, you know, where's this footage? Like, are you guys going to get it to us? And Eminager even took it upon himself to go to uh, Wright Patterson Air Force Base and talk to one of his own military, yeah, his Area Fifty Two, um, and talk to one of his own military contacts, so uh, by the name of Colonel George Weinbrenner, and. He asked him, you know, what happened to the footage. So I assume Weinbrenner had some type of knowledge of of this footage. And well, he was
2: probably in contact with him, like, hey, like, y- you know, we've got this, this here. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of this. But like, so I, I imagine he's kind of verifying this story with other connections as he's, as they're pursuing this story. You know what I mean? Like, I, they're, he's probably like, yeah, they're saying this. And he's like, yeah, that checks out. I, I've heard of this
1: on the uh, right track. So the story goes when uh, Emenegger asked him, you know, kind of pushed him on the topic of of getting this footage. Apparently, Weinbrenner went on this this big rant that didn't seem to have anything to do uh, with getting the footage to Emenegger for the production. Uh, It was he was just yelling stuff about uh, Soviet technology and the MiG twenty five being big concerns at the time. And um, but when he finished his entire kind of rant, uh, you know, apparently he, across the desk, he pushed a signed copy of J. Allen Hynek's book, The UFO Experience, and kind of like nodded to Emenager. and apparently Emenager took this as a kind of, you know, signal that perhaps Weinbrenner was putting on some type of show? Oh yeah, yeah. those those damn Migs,
3: Migs, you know, blah blah blah, those fucking Migs, those Russians are up to no good There's a UFO book.
2: He's instantly he's weird. instantly changing the subject. It's because he's he's obviously what my thing my thing is this. I'm like, they're because they're, these guys are asking questions, they have sources, right? And so obviously at this point, because they're making it, military's been like, all right, some of this stuff is classified. Who's leaking this stuff? So they start to think that like, you know, different people are the source, right? Or the source of like where this credited information is. So I think Weinbrenner, who was working with them and like giving them information, he's doing this because he knows he's under the magnifying glass. And that, you know, his wherever they're having a conversation is bugged or tapped, or other people are listening to the conversation and he knows that because it it seems odd when you listen to this account where he's just like, oh yeah, Russian robber. And he just starts going off and like he's like, like completely left field of what. But the of question what Emmanager wants to talk yeah. about, right? And then as, as he's talking, he just silently does. He went the, the telling part to me is that he silently pushes the book and gives a nod. To me, that means like I I can't talk about it. yes, you're on the right track. What you're saying, like yes. But I can't talk here. I can only talk about the big. And then I heard
0: he actually got in trouble for that incident. They wised up to it. He got fired, and then he later took over as GM of the New York Yankees.
2: What? <laughs> a, some, Stein- some of this information may or may not oh, be Stein- true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He calzone love guy? Yeah. <laughs> give me
0: a calzone, George.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an impression brain did. Sounded just like him. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Russian man, give it. it! Stands up! Where's my calzone?! <laughs> Shardler, <laughs> hey,
0: Shardle, <laughs> <laughs> or Shardler. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, as the production finally, uh, you know, gets into its final phase, uh, the military apparently pulls their footage. They tell, you know, they kind of straight up tell Emanegar, who's been pushing for the, you know, to get get his hands on this footage, so they can put it in the the documentary. They they tell him that we can't give it to you. Classified.
2: Anymore. Um, uh, we can't pull out and and kind of the the, the reason that they give yeah, him like there's the not fucking, a specific uh, what's the yeah uh, yeah to the Mortal Kombat and like finish him <laughs> classified uh
1: well they they kind of give him the reason he said like that that they can't give it to him because of the Watergate scandal that is going on at the time um, Watergate happening in, in seventy two um, so. It, it, so the whole kind of you know the the Watergate scandal, the whole big to do, um, and and that is the reasoning that they give him that they can't release that that footage to him to, to put into this um, to put into his documentary. Uh, but they end up releasing the rest of it. So so what happens? Uh, you know, according to legend, is that the what they do is though since they don't have the footage in the Uh, documentary titled UFOs Past, Present, and Future, which ends up getting released in 74. It actually goes on to uh, get nominated for a Golden Globe uh, for Best Documentary. Um... The uh, towards the end, instead of having this footage, they do this kind of like animated, like sets of pictures, uh, you know, sets of uh, uh, illustrations of like uh, they they frame it as a hypothetical about what would
2: happen if aliens uh, were to land. To me, the craziest thing to me um, is that hold on before we get any further. Sorry, boy, fucking garbage trucks outside. Can you guys hear that? I heard like a... I thought thought it was you on your (laughs) desk. Yeah. All right.
3: Well, on that note, then let's just take take a quick beer break. We'll be right back. Take a quick
2: garbage break. Garbage break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As I was saying, the the craziest thing to me about this is that (laughs) when this documentary was released, the fact that it was even Golden Globe nominated, because let's be real here, Jeremy Corbell, is never getting nominated for a golden globe. He should. Right? Do, right? I'm just saying he's never. In this, in the current state, I don't know. Like you could age, put
1: Jeremy Corbella against something with like, you know, planet Earth or something.
0: I can't put them in the same. It's true. Like,
2: no, but that's what I'm saying is I'm like, to me, it's impressive that in this day and age, that this this that a documentary on this subject matter was I mean, this is probably even the first. Like, has there been any? Like, was is this
0: the OG? UFO documentary. I'm sure there was more before this, but
4: maybe this is the best, well, best, best quality. This one's got at the Adam time.
0: Sandler and and Eminem, right? <laughs> yeah, That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they
1: they went on to to release this this documentary with the at the end that they had to replace. You know, last minute decision that they didn't get the footage that they wanted, so they had to replace it with this this hypothetical. So it's it's kind of went down <laughs> in history as this, uh, you know, the documentary that perhaps may have been the U.S. government's first attempt, maybe first attempt at soft disclosure, mm. putting out there. That, you know, the military, I mean, it kind of seems that way if you set it up, you know, or if you frame it in in the idea that, um, you know, it's the U.S. military, the U.S. government called these guys. They handpicked these uh, two uh, documentary dudes from Hollywood and they brought them in and they went ahead and said like, hey, like we can provide you with this. Information and this footage to support the idea that extraterrestrials are here visiting but Earth. Say it's hypothetical already. Pretend it's hypo- Not hypothetical. Not even. But that's but the thing. The hypothetical but, decision was apparently later. Like oh, really? that wasn't. Yeah. Like the the whole idea to make it hi- like a hypothetical was something that was because they couldn't get that actual footage. They had to do that, or either they were they either they had to do that, or they were. For, they suggested, hard suggested, <laughs> that they make it a hypothetical instead of an actual. Um, you know, base it on you know claims that they had footage and. But
0: there uh, is actual footage in this, right? There's so, eight seconds of real footage,
1: right? So they they said they somehow got like eight seconds of the actual footage of of the craft, um, and and in this documentary, so there's like a couple frames uh, of what one could say is a UFO because it's just like, and it, it is a, to describe it, it is like a, a disc shape shaped craft, um you know, hovering for a few moments. Uh, and, and so it does look very strange and very, it's not a very uh, orthodox craft that you would have found uh, uh, plying the skies of 19, <laughs> you know, 1950s, 60s, or 70s. Um, yeah. So, there is that, so a lot of people will point to that, and they will say that 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 footage is a piece of the original of what they maybe they had gotten their hands on just like a little bit of the footage, like maybe they gave it a sum and they're like, here, you guys can use that, um, and
0: not. From what I understood, the the actual filmmaker saw the real footage. And they got it It got taken away from them. And this is the only little bit that they were able to keep. I put it in a the group. They burned it or you can put it on live stream. <clears throat> they just, yeah, they took it back. They like redacted it. I'm like, no, that I can't can be, be in the that. film. When I watched that interview, right, where they both, both of them were on stage, they talked about that.
1: Right. So I watching the interview, it's like Shardle says that he saw the footage, but Sharda yes. wasn't the one making the documentary. He was just the one of the one who oh, was going okay. to be the go-between. Between he was the audiovisual guy. He was basically like in the military. We have rates. You have jobs that deal with audiovisual stuff. Like in my in my time in the navy, we had MCS. You had the media communication people. They're they're photographers, yeah. videographers. Yeah. That's all they do. And so it's not unusual for yeah. like you know a, like an air force base, or, or Northern military base they would have somebody who would be like hey we're going to bring in these guys can you talk film with them and help them do their
2: documentary
1: so no, he was saying know. that can he you, saw can, that
2: can you guys hear this i'm not sure if you can hear this hopefully you can this is the clip that andrew just andrew just sent me that we can do you want to did you want me to play this andrew well it's just in
0: this has the actual footage that is supposedly of the real craft and it's not him right, well, him
3: explaining how he used it or how he got it, I believe.
2: All uh, right, can you guys hear this? Let me let me see if you we can he hear. Is it.
4: author and filmmaker Robert Irminager. Yep. And former security manager. Oh, full and chief of requirements for the audiovisual program at Norton Air Force Emenegger. Base. Paul Shartle. gentlemen. Mr. Eminager, how did you get involved with UFOs? Well, it was in 1973 when I was vice president at Gray Advertising, and I took time out and went to.
2: First off, look at those eyes. <laughs>
0: you want to talk about fucking? <laughs> hey, you want to talk about gray skin and slits for eyes? pronounced nose
2: not one of these aliens
3: he's got human skin <laughs> stretched over an alien body right here
2: emmenegger yeah. looks like he's about to say oh that smell I just had some meat that went bad I just had meat that went bad That's,
1: that, those, are the, those are the type of uh, those are the eyes that you get from sitting for long hours <laughs> in dark editing booths trying yeah. to put together documentaries about UFOs I suppose uh, yeah, let's, those
4: uh, let's, fucking bottle this. caps man. Holy, holy shit Norton Air Force Base to explore subjects for television specials related to the Defense Department. (laughs) While discussing several of the subjects, UFOs came up, and Paul here told us about a film of a landing of alien crafts at uh, Holloman Air Force Base about three years earlier. What did you see, Mr. Shuttle? I saw footage of 3 disk dish-shaped crafts. One of the crafts landed, and two of them went away. Why did it land? It appeared to be in trouble because it oscillated all the way down to the ground. However, it did land on three pods. A sliding door opened, a ramp was extended, and out came three aliens. <laughs> what did they look like? Well, they were human-sized. They had odd gray complexion and a pronounced nose. They wore tight-fitting jumpsuits, thin headdresses that appeared to be communication devices, and their hands—in their hands—they held a translator. I was told. A Holloman base commander and other Air Force officers went out to meet me. You actually saw these aliens on the film? Yes. This film footage sounded very, very special, and we wanted to use it as the ending of our television special. Did you? Was it in your special? Well, although the Pentagon had been very, very cooperative all the way, at the last minute, the film was confiscated, and we lost the whole finale of our show. But what I saw and heard was enough to convince me that, you know, the phenomenon of UFOs is real, very real. Mr. Shardell, what did your superior officers tell you? I was told it was theatrical footage the Air Force has purchased to make a training film. Well, that sounds plausible, doesn't it?
0: Uh, you can fast forward it to 248.
4: Didn't show anything. And what it is, is you see the hills of Holloman and you see this object, this brilliantly lit object at six o'clock in the morning coming over the hills, but it's in a distance. So mm. if you don't see it close up and you don't see the alien when the alien gets out. That's the classified part. So they want you to know that Holloman happened and they allowed them to use this the eight seconds of the film. But the rest of the film, the classified part was pulled.
1: So it's just like an orb coming down, right? So it's a a bright object in the distance that you see uh, descending in altitude, tic
2: tacky looking. Yeah, it's. um, But you know, you hear them saying like the Pentagon the whole time they were cooperating, and then at the last second, like on release day, they're like, they (laughs) pull this,
0: right? We gave these nerds too much. Pull it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean.
1: And yeah, and I could understand like the reasoning, like part of the reasoning being the Watergate scandal like sounds plausible because it's like, dude, like we had just had a major, major thing. Like that was, the Watergate was a big deal. excuse
0: for everything around that there time is Watergate. Just no, like in the 2000s, no like, hey, lame. listen, 9-11. Can't do it. 9-11. Yeah, just had 9-11.
1: <laughs> I mean, it so, was a big deal. <laughs> I, I still really use, honest, I mean, you I should should use it. I
2: disclosure. That's why I didn't go to you work today. To Nine eleven. 9-11. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I can't come in today. My boss was like, "Why?" I was like, "I just woke up. I got to thinking about nine 11 And he was like, "Say no more. That's right. <laughs> you're you're off." Uh, so
1: yeah, that, that that eight seconds of footage, which is apparently like the beginning of that thing, and um, was made it into the film. Now, a little another interesting thing is like when when you track some of this stuff across the internet, you ca- you come across the um. Perhaps the the, this, the claim that the footage that they that they had confiscated, the one of the aliens coming down, and and then uh, Chardal saying that they used it as a, a it, you know, or they changed their tune and said that it was a theatrical uh, thing. It's said that 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 footage was used as a kind of template for Steven Spielberg's uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind when the alien craft lands. Um, spoilers it's about aliens what? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, when the alien craft lands uh, towards the end of the movie um so that is something that you know you know Steven Spielberg having a you know penchant for accuracy and he kind of was in on that stuff already it's maybe you know there, there are some rumblings across the internet claims that perhaps you know some of this stuff had made it even though it didn't make it into that documentary maybe some of it you know, had been used for that. Uh, now, Holloman Air Force Base, uh, in itself, um, what is actually documented to have gone down in that in that area? I, it, how you look at it, like you, the Holloman Air Force Base might have been the best place. Like, if this were to have occurred, um, you know, if this is true, if the claims are true, like this might have been the place to do it. Um, Holloman oh, Air Force Base uh was the uh where they tested like tons of experimental uh experimental aircraft and not just I'm not saying just planes and jets but they also did things like high altitude jumps like people taking up balloons to like 10,000 feet or no, oh, sorry the I think the the highest one was 102,000 oh, 800 feet and they had um uh, what was it, jo- Joseph Kittinger in 1960 jumped out of an air balloon to test out, uh, like, a th- it was the longest skydive in the history.
3: And that, <laughs> like, probably, that history. record probably stood for a long time.
1: Right. Um, that, I think the, the crazy biggest... crazy thing about those air sleds too are fucking insane. Those rocket sleds. And then, Right, so that's the that's the other one. Is that the the one of the events that Holloman Air Force Base is known is to have uh, tested the <laughs> a rocket propelled test sled where they shot uh, John Stapp uh, s- uh, strapped into the stage.
0: Listen, state. guys, listen. This has been plaguing me forever. I gotta know. How the fuck
2: does Santa Claus do it? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. That was intentional like, is Santa Claus real? Can we prove it? I don't know. Yeah. But if he does, we'll figure it out. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're, like guy, guy, <laughs> the they're like, there's no way.
3: <laughs> it's the gym Jim- the just no debating how fast yeah. Santa Claus can go, is what you're saying. Right. They're God trying to it, they're him. trying to uncover the reindeer. secrets
1: of okay. uh uh, Santa Claus's sled. Um yeah they got
2: they got that com- they got he comes off he's all shaking god damn it jim we still don't know how he's doing it with six twelve reindeer we don't get it, <laughs> it doesn't make sense uh yeah they Someone got a bunch of comes s- in like god damn it jim he's not even real and they're like what what are you what are you saying <laughs> god, god damn, damn it, it <laughs> keep it
0: down keep it down <laughs> we're gonna end up on the naughty list yeah. god damn it it's a story for kids you just strapped a poor man to a rocket. God damn it, Jim! You're getting cold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they got him up onto that rocket set about to about 632 miles per hour. Uh, this was <laughs> wow. It's insane. They put a <laughs> um, human. It's like at 40 that Gs fast. or something. It was like 40
3: yeah. Gs. Um, yeah, the acceleration on pouring. that rocket on the track would be insane. I don't know uh, the guy.
0: I'm yeah, pretty
2: like, looking, <laughs> I <picture it> looking <laughs> like a Santa sled.
0: Is it fast enough to get to every country in one oh, night? Shit. I sure no, you
2: have to <laughs> no it's not. To... That's why they're <laughs> like they're like he he was he he held the record because he survived. The guy who went faster died. They're like it's not possible. <laughs> he can't be real, Jim.
0: <laughs> um, God damn it, Jim. We need
2: Tim Allen. <laughs> hey, Holloman was
1: also. Uh, also had the claim to be having under its wing dozens of chimpanzees, uh, which they used for uh, high altitude experiments to, during the space race. Like they, they, I think it was like chimpanzees, other animals like pigs, uh, dogs, and things yeah. like that, that so they were launching out into space uh, or close to uh, space uh, to try to get. You know, as we approached actual human space travel, um, they used these animals there. They housed them there at Holloman Air Force Base. One of the things that we mentioned balloons before, and if people are familiar with a lot of the the, the Roswell landing, which I hope hope people are, um, one of the official no, what is that one again? <laughs> one of the official explanations offered up by uh, air Force official uh, military officials was that the the materials that were recovered were actually part of a what recently, uh, somewhat recently, declassified uh department DOD mm. uh, Department of Defense program called Project Mogul. Mogul. And pro- project Project Mogul was a uh, basically uh utilizing long-range balloons to carry out um reconnaissance in, in the forms of I think there's like some of them had like radiation detectors. They had these really sensitive radiation yeah, detectors. Yeah, I think like, one of the original purposes was to detect like Soviet
3: like nuclear detonation. Nuclear de- detonation to see what they're up to. Like So these exactly. balloons are super high altitude and they could, I guess, read through the ionosphere what was being shaken
1: through the atmosphere through these fucking giant explosions <laughs> across the world. And so um, Holloman's location, they're isolated out in New Mexico, made it the perfect location for the launching of these balloons. So it's it it's, makes... There's, there's an association there that perhaps Holloman, Allo, if that is true, then these balloons would have been launched from Holloman Air Force Base. Um, they, they they launched balloons from there as well, so it made it kind of you know, if it, it it's close to Roswell, it is one of those, so um, whether or not, whichever side of the fence that you stand on, uh, you could kind of see it uh, well, kind of linking up together there. Yeah, like so we know Project Mogul is a real thing, it's just was Roswell Project Mogul? That's what, right. Like that, that's or did the, they yeah. did they just like we have Project Mogul and we're going to use that to cover the cover the ET uh, the ET or the uh, crash that happened time traveling Russian children theory
3: whatever that one was Yeah, <laughs> <The laughs> ra- nuclear radiated children small sm-
1: people <laughs> small people crashed in these experimental crafts right um, so yeah it. it if this was a, a lot of, like I said before, a lot of people pointed to this case as being uh, a good example as a, a time when the government was to put out soft disclosure. Now, my question is, would have this have been a good idea? Like, would this have been effective? Like, it, would this have been soft disclosure? Is this the first attempt at soft disclosure, or are there others that have been made before? I mean, what do you guys think?
3: Well, soft declo- if that. Video of the descending craft, that few seconds we've seen is a real thing. I mean, it would be a good first step. Like, we have this crazy video. It looks like a space, some type of spacecraft descending from the atmosphere. We can't really tell what it is, but that would be a good first step to get people just thinking about it. Because, well, I mean, yeah and You've if they
1: if they release think about it like if they released this this documentary this legitimate documentary with the support mm-hmm. you know they put a big stamp on it it says with the co- with the cooperation of the Department of Defense and they say we have actual footage of an extraterrestrial craft and extraterrestrial beings you know uh, that meeting with military officials and this documentary just came out no prelude no nothing this documentary just drops like what is the, what are the reactions do you think would would have happened then? Where would we be at?
2: I don't think... A lot of ticket sales. Yeah, I don't (laughs) think a lot of people would be surprised right now. Box office hit. Um, It would be an interesting thing to bring up at one of these, like in the upcoming congressional UFO hearings, UAP hearings is like, can we see this footage? Is this footage exist? What happened here? Why? Like what happened with this documentary? They said they were in contact Do we still have this footage? Did it exist? Those would be questions I'd be interested in asking. But part of me, part of me when I look at this and I think about it, seeing that them work with it, I do worry. Part of me worries. Like I'm I'm not saying that this this isn't the case. We've seen a bit of the footage, you know, there's enough like oddities to this where I'm like, you know, quite possibly, quite possibly they had something here that just got pulled by the mail to. They're like, we want nothing to do with this but I do worry that potentially that, uh, Emenegger, you know, Shardle and, um, Sandler were just used as useful idiots in a (laughs) agent of misinformation, right? Like they were feeding them wrong information basically to get them off the tracks, right. Of, of what's really going on or what, or what, or events that have really happened. um, to make it seem like maybe like this was one of the first tests where the government's like, okay, hey, we got to give them some information, then pull it away. So then we can be like, this is categorically false. Didn't happen. So you can paint the negative picture of like to the public of like crazy. No one was ever working with these guys. It, it, it's hard for me because I, I, I do, I do believe hundred percent unequivocally that UFOs have one visited uh, are around, um, have been in contact that the and governments know more than they're letting on. I believe that, but I also believe governments have been involved in providing as much misinformation as possible, because one, they don't want other foreign countries to know that they're in contact or have gotten technologies from these, you know, races, the alien races. So it, it's a it's a difficult position for me to balance of like, you know, it, w- where does the truth lie on this one? Where's the kernel of truth? I mean, you're going to have to ask Jackie Gleason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because
3: well, uh, on that note, I mean, because in 54, Eisenhower was on a, we talked about, it, I think back it was a case file. I wrote it down here. Case file. Way back on 105, we talked about Eisenhower and the aliens, and he was on vacation in like Palm Springs, and there's missing... Presidential uh, logs of this of this one day, which is not yeah. this is not far from Holloman. Uh, the official story is oh, it wasn't recorded because it was a dental emergency, but the UFO researchers have deduced that perhaps he actually met either the aliens or met someone who had met the aliens and discussed that we are not alone in the universe. And then a dozen years later, after it's gone through all these cycles of people uh, looking into it, they're like, okay, well. We're not going to be able to keep people in the dark forever. So let's give them a little snippet in this documentary, like a hypothetical documentary of what if aliens landed on Earth? So in that case, well, I mean, because it's been around with Roswell 47, Eisenhower meets the aliens in 54, and then what are we in 74 when this documentary releases? So like a, mm-hmm. slow, like a slow drip.
2: Yeah, the other, the other interesting thing, Zell, and you brought it up, is like the, the, so the story goes is that these aliens came to America. And they were talking to Americans about tracking another advanced civilizations, right? Some sort of space-faring race that had come to Earth, right? So if they're telling this to the Americans, what if this other race that landed in Russia, mm. right? And we're talking with the Russians. Because then there'd be conversations of like, hey, you know, it's the height of the Cold War. They're like, where did they land? Right, yeah, like, but what if the other aliens they're talking about are the ones that landed in
1: '54? Yeah, it, be, it feels kind of funny to be like, it's like, well, the aliens can't find them, so the last guys, like, well, if aliens with advanced technology lost them, what chance do we have of
0: finding them?
2: Yeah, but maybe, but maybe, well, maybe if they make
0: contact.
1: Right?
2: But maybe they're making contact, thinking that we're like a global race, right? And then we're like, we're not, we're not, we're not all. We're it's not unity. We have like, you know, tr- we have tribes. Right. Where like we don't we don't get along with the ones on the other side of the world. So if they landed there, it could be an issue, right? Because if they're giving them Absolute technology, red like sun. right. And so it's like they're like, okay, yeah, these these beings aren't ready for, you know, the intergalactic federation, whatever. We're just gonna piece. Like, all right, thanks for your help. See you later. But like if if then United States officials was like, Hey, Russia, you have any visitors? So, like, what do you mean, visitors? Like, what do you mean, visited? The and aliens like, are standing behind mean? him, like behind
1: him on the hotline. Like, ask him, ask him if he's seen anybody with like <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. purple skin. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you, hey, Rushy, you guys yeah. seen any people with like purple skin? Like, what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> what? Awesome. Have you? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because like, tensions have been so high that it's like... And then the other aliens are behind the Russians. Like, no, 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 no. no you tell them we're here. Yeah, we're, we're, not not here. No, no, we're not here. No, no, Turn, no, off no. The light. <laughs> Turn off
0: the lights and pretend not to be home. Turn off.
2: Hang up. Lights. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> tell them you can going launch the nukes if they call again. <laughs> right? It's just... Uh, to me, I'm like, it's... It, that's part of me. It's like, cause like man, this, this time, you're like, we're not communicating. Like, information does not travel through all humanity, especially in 1970s. Like there's, if, depending where it, and Russia's, again, the largest land mass. So it's like, if you had to guess, like if UFOs are coming down, statistically speaking, the odds of them coming in Russia are greater than anywhere else, any other country. You know what I mean? So it's like, again, the West and Russia, especially in this time, doesn't get along. So it's like we are not gonna share that information. So then if others come, land in the States, it, it could makes sense like, to me though that it links like they would try to travel to the same spot the
0: other UFOs did if they were looking for them. And that's why it goes with the 54 Eisenhower, because they know, like they're saying that they've already had this meeting. Mm. So we're coming here because we're tracking these people
2: these this species. Oh, okay. Because yeah, we I know they've been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're like, they're like they're 20 years after, but in their in their time frame of travel, Space they're like travel. They're like, they're like a couple minutes behind, right? Or maybe an hour behind. But for us, it's like a 20-year because of time dilation or whatever. Right? They land, they're like, hey, what'd you have? And they're like, fuck, we met with them. We we signed treaties. So like, oh, you signed treaties. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible idea, right? Like, what did they say? Uh that that's a good, that's an interesting point. I never even thought about that. That they're if they're hot on the heels, even hot on the heels, if you're looking at light speed, you know would essentially be years, could be years, could be decades on like a planet for us.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Interesting thought. It is, it is.
1: Do they have to cooperate with our forces because they have to like extradite them or something? They have to ask (laughs) our permission to like take prisoners from Buddy, maybe this is Dog the Bounty Hunter, right? Dog
2: the Bounty Hunter style, right? They're like, they're hot on the trail. (laughs) These fucking aliens are smoking ice.
1: Space ice.
0: Yeah, space ice. Gotta lock them up.
1: Uh, uh, so while you have the the one footage, you know that that's pretty much like the only piece of physical evidence if, if, um, you can call that that uh, that you have. One of the other ideas uh, that I've seen floating around is about that footage is perhaps that. What they showed Chartle or what Chartle saw, like, it, it kind of is like, I saw a UFO, like, I saw something, I saw footage of this. Now, it, discounting the alien thing, and just the one, f- the, the entire thing about the aliens, because you can't, you can't really say anything. Like, if he's you know, if you saw that, we, none of us have seen that footage. But the, what we have seen, um, it could also be uh, a footage of uh, maybe perhaps a testing of uh, one of the inventions of one Paul Mahler. Uh, Paul Mahler was the invention, uh, or was the, the inventor of the Disco Jet project in 1974. Disco which he had Jet, made. Disco Jet sounds, sounds fucking sounds, sounds awesome. pretty sounds fucking awesome. cool. Um, Paul That's Mahler, um, he was an inventor who had been working on uh, you know flying saucer projects since the 60s he had been working on there there's one um you can pull up pictures if you want there's one called the M200G Volantor um which is basically i mean just to describe it uh is that it is a flying saucer it's got the little tail off the end it's got a little bubble in the t- in the middle and then around it is a bunch of just like you know vertical fans uh jet fans that you know would allow it to you know potentially at least from just looking at the design to move you know Lift off and, and lift off and land um, vertically, and then you know move around as it was. But he he's known to have you know put out these designs since the 60s, and the Air Force is known to, if not you know not this one, but like things like the Avrocar, like the Avrocar. Yeah. You know, uh, this is the X uh, Project X twenty seven. I can't remember the designation, but it's like that was you know that was a Canadian project, Canadian yeah, US right project. It was. Uh, the good old Avrocar. Um, that this footage potentially could have been something like that, like you're just kidding, because all of these are all silver, they're all whatever. If you're mm-hmm. sh- shot from that far out, that's the only thing that kind of like I- I'm bummed that we can't see the close-up footage. But from this, it's like it also could just be one of those. So it doesn't, you know, if somebody saw this, that this is definitely uh, the way that it moves is something that isn't possible. This is something that I would point at and be like, no, it, it probably could be. I've done. Um, uh, you, you have the inventions of Paul Muller and the stuff like the Avro car uh, that existed. I don't think, the, I don't know when the years of the Avro car, but Paul Muller had been working on projects like this yeah. since the 60s. So it wouldn't be that far out to uh, posit that as a possible explanation.
4: Well,
3: yeah. I mean, um, that is one of the main theory even about modern UFOs, is the, is advanced aircraft. Maybe I have a whole different field of physics that has been released. It's military only first right and they fly these crass, it's like, these drones these hypersonic drones can go from 0 to 50,000 feet and a few like crazy stuff that's impossible right. that we think would be impossible they have it and then 20 years and we're it, like it was actually this
1: drone program from Russia yeah and and you know even the like watching that footage for me is like it doesn't it doesn't do anything it doesn't have any five observables that we talk about every now and then like it doesn't it doesn't display any qualities that I would be like this is totally impossible for human technology it kind of just goes from up to down it doesn't like move around you know sudden stops you know seeming to just
2: by all accounts it was all not flying well like, like the the <laughs> accounts are like something was wrong with it right like which is like the, the, I, the accounts are from like just, I <laughs> was coming down because it's something's wrong like it's not good. And from the descriptions
1: of most of the the flights, uh the test flights of the Avrocar and like those flying disc projects, like I've seen some of those old videos of those flying those saucer craft, and I've heard that I've read some of the accounts of, like, the actual test flights, and, like, they're, they're like, it's right, it's like riding a cyclone, like a bunky brocco inside of a tornado. Like, it's just like, it's just going all over the place, and you can't keep it straight, because all the gyroscopes are working fucking overtime to keep it from flipping over. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you, like, if you were to say, like, yeah, I saw this, and you know, I saw this craft kind of flipping all over the place, I'd be like, yeah, it, it those things didn't work really good. <laughs> but, um, again, that's just saying from that one piece of footage. But, um, you know, uh, Chardel's pulling from his memory of the complete footage that he says he saw that um, includes the, a close-up of this craft showing these extraterrestrials um, exiting the craft and meeting with officials there on the tarmac, I suppose. If that video exists, that's it. That's all we need. Just that video of the slow
3: ramp with the smoke and the ET stepping through. And the whole laser group, lights. Everyone.
1: Okay. It also seems weird, like it's like they're like, yeah, it's a theatrical, like you know, even it, when they offered him the explanation, they're like, it's a theatrical uh, production that they were making for their own documentary. For there, there are a lot of questions just for that to be like, okay, so like, who are the actors? Like who? You know, who did the camera work? Like, there should be all of this kind of documentation about this thing. <laughs> who crafted this special effects prop of this entire craft with the uh, with the extending... Like, like, that takes prop work. That takes actual it takes effort to, to, to make something to look like that. Um, you know, you could probably find out who made the, the ship from the day the Earth stood still, because that's what this reminds me of, the whole, uh, you know, the... Sliding doors opening and then a extending yeah. out, uh, you know, walkway um, sounds all very, you know, day the earth stood still, clatu brada nikto. Like, <laughs> it's cool though. It, exists, it is cool. It's cool.
3: If you have the footage and you've been sitting on it this whole time, you inherited it from your grandpa. <laughs> if you or somebody
1: you it, know
2: has the footage, <laughs> please send it to alientheorist at gmail.com. Yeah. Or if you have any more information about this unsolved mystery, <laughs> I mean, mystery. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah let us know all, all our socials
3: shoot us a message we got got something wrong you got a a distant relative we worked on the project you got some inside information we won't even say your name just tell just let us know huh. we always
2: appreciate and it. we want to know what you think if you've if you've seen the documentary ufo past present future now we've told you a little about a little bit about the backstory like do you think there's something more do you think there's 3200 feet of footage do you think these guys were useful idiots for the government do you think this was pulled because of the Watergate? What do you think? We want to know what you think. What happened? Right? Let's uh, let's get theorizing. Get theorized. Find us on our social get social. Theorizing. We're gonna be posting about this social. we post about the socials all week. Uh, comment on there. Let us know. Let's start a discussion. <sighs> Fuck yeah! All right, let's. Um, we've kind of
3: moved away from theory of the week, but. That doesn't mean I, oh, okay. what do you mean?
2: What do you mean we moved away from this? I think of somebody. We didn't do okay. one week and that doesn't mean we moved away from it. I think I got somebody for this week.
3: Well, I mean I, I think showed you, has I showed someone. you exactly who he, I had, but Zell
2: literally told oh, us who it <laughs> was gonna be. Yeah.
0: yeah. When did you do was I here? Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, well. well, you want two? We can do two. <laughs> okay. Let's do two. Double up. Because we didn't get one last week. Right. Sure. So
3: we'll double up. Make it up. All right. Sure. No, it's double yeah, up. Andrew go first. Who's you got who do you got? We don't know.
0: It's a mystery. Holy f- boys, the CTE is going fucking crazy. I have no, I don't remember that conversation. Sure, I was didn't go upstairs or something like that while you did that? No, you, you were here. You're
2: definitely there. As soon as he starts talking about it, you're gonna go, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Okay. Oh, and God. I want you to see that. There. as soon as Zell starts talking about it, I want you to go, oh yeah. You could see it in my face. I'll be like,
0: oh yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh well, this
0: yeah, this week's theory of the week or. Co-theory Co- of, of the week. I was thinking we'd give it to uh, Freya and the entire Milbank clan.
2: Oh. Congratulations. Another member yeah. of the family. Yeah.
0: I-, yeah. I couldn't think of cooler parents. Hell Expans. yeah. Milbank you imagine Army. having a dad as a fucking rock star. A child. Is, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad because I, I was messaging, I was, I was messaging him, and I was like, it's like, man, I'm so sad. It's such so unfortunate that Freya's first fucking Packers game is gonna be a loss to the Lions, and then the Lions did in fact kick the shit out of the Packers. So <laughs> it, it's funny I because like to give it three of the week. <laughs> Jason
2: mm-hmm. was posting pictures of his baby. There's a couple where he's posting where it's like, there is absolutely no question that's his baby. Looks just like a <laughs> the same face, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome! Hell yeah, that's a <laughs> awesome book. Yeah, congrats, congratulations, buddy. congrats guys! Congratulations, yeah. good edition,
2: good edition, Andrew. Good edition. Andrew. a good edition.
3: Hundred yeah. percent a good edition. edition. Here's Milbank, and the other theory of the week have to has to remain slightly anonymous because they said in this fully written letter. That typed out letter,
2: printed out. Where was I? I must have been somewhere
0: know. else. I don't know. I, mm. I don't think I remember you saying theory. I just remember you showing <laughs> it and being like, "Oh, that's fucking cool," but I don't like blanked yeah. on that. Yeah.
3: Anyways, <laughs> oh yeah. This this, CT is this real. this theoretical theory, cool theory <laughs> of the week is or was. Phew. I cannot say for certain because of got to keep his identity a secret. But a medic in the Canadian military. In a special forces unit, and he says Bad in his ass. letter, he says, "Oh, I get everyone says I'm ex-special forces, blah blah." So I s- sent you boys four of my unit coins, which I didn't even know was a thing. Mm-hmm. So he sent he sent four coins. I can't tell you exactly what the unit is, but you know who you are who sent this, sent this in.
0: And yeah, you're a badass. That's and who you, are. you
3: know what we don't do this often, but because you typed it in this perfectly written letter, perfectly spell checked and edited, <laughs> a shout out to your friend Steve the firefighter. You, Woo, met, who, you mentioned a few times, you better fucking give a shout out to Steve the firefighter. So we can call it Steve the firefighter, but we can't call it the actual theorite of the week who gave us these dope ass coins, but you know who you are cool, and we appreciate it.
2: Yeah. This theorite of the week is, is being accepted by Steve the firefighter. So congratulations. Yeah. Steve in honor. <laughs> in Steve <laughs> the firefighter <laughs> will accept yeah. you. Cousins every week. with mm. Steve the pirate.
3: And we thank you for your service. Fuck yeah. All right, and if you're not supporting the show and you want early access to all of the, case
0: listen, files. fuck, how many how
2: many episodes are you gonna listen for free? Come all right, you listen to this, come on, five bucks, all right? Come on, we get you get hundred hours, you get Dungeons and Dragons, you get tons of other shit. Five bucks is all you need. You give it. A, it's not even. You're not even donating. It's literally a trade trade us you got an
0: empty hey you got an empty cup you can shake at them with that toque and the sweater it's pretty good the beard <laughs> yeah
1: like, <laughs> pretty huge. Yeah. money hey. dilated pupils look money. like you know you just <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: pretty, good. pretty right? a little twitch a oh, little, little red in the face
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good come on hairbrush no,
1: oh. mm-hmm. yeah we exactly. need some more support. Listen to Braden.
3: Head to um, alientheorist.com. Hit the support tab. Patreon, the supercast. Uh, support Brayden's rehab. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Get Brayden back on uh, the right track here. Alientheorist.com. I've been one minute sober. Boom. This week's newest supporters, Trigun77. Just because
2: of you. <laughs> not supporting. Joseph Branston,
3: Raymond, Wyatt Halliday, Ruben, cool, man. and
1: Alexander... K, 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 or K E? Is there a question mark at the end, or you just don't, know what to I don't say? Know, it's, I don't know. It's, I
2: think it's K. <laughs> Alexander K.
1: Thank you very much for supporting. And
2: listen, the rest of y'all, if you're thinking, oh, someone else will support, well, listen. Last couple of months, they haven't been. So you better get off your ass and help support the show. <laughs> it's independent. We need your help. <laughs> uh, even if you, if you know, if you're Spotify, you might want to jump on SuperCast. That way, you get the feed on Spotify. Uh, if, if you're looking for other ways To support the show We have uh, PayPal Do we have PayPal Attached to AlienTheorist.com Yes
3: yeah, You can donate Through Supercast as well But yeah It's all on there
2: Yeah Donate through Supercast Or you know If you're like I don't want to do any of that Head to Head to our merch store Go to AlienTheorist.com Buy some merch Right All of that you, Supports dude, the show You got
0: slurry It's getting super dim The <laughs> words are all Combined I'm not
2: We say it I, I do had... the... <laughs> <I laughs> <that's laughs> If you understood, if you understood, brazen. On the skies. Peace.